Hello, we continue on in Genesis chapter 14, the patriarchal history, the book of fates, um, and here we're going to see the deliverance of Lot. It says here we're going to come here and we're going to see the war of kings. Basically, this is the first war in the Bible mentioned here and We'll continue in here in verse 1. It says, And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinai, Arioch, king of Elasa, Shadaloma, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Bela, king of Sodom, and with Baisha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemeba, king of Zeboim and the king of Bela which is Zoah now this is the first war in the word of God and here you see the war of kings and now people are being made kings here and people have been kingdoms have been established but here you see the gathering up of war and we're gonna see why they are trying to go to war but here you have Adma, Zeboim, Sodom and Gomorrah all these nations are the nations that is going to be judged by God and sometimes God uses warfare and uses war famine, sword and even death or plague to judge the nations mostly for their corruption and sexual immorality and sin of the nation and before we begin <clears throat> we'll look at the reference here why God judged them and the reason why God did it if you read in Deuteronomy 29 verses 23 and it begins that it says and that the whole land therefore is brimstone and salt and burning that is not sown, nor buried, nor any grass groweth therein, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and in his wrath. And you see, apparently here, God is fed up with this nation and he's going to judge every nation that is continually immoral and as his as we, history here judges that god always comes and judges a nation that is not fruitful and not uh, obeying his commandments and this is what happened here but here you have a war that is a gathering of kings and he says that in verse 3, he says, And all these were joined together in the vale of Sidon, which is the salt sea. And they gathered together in this place called the vale of Sidon. And the vale of Sidon is um, it's in the Black Sea, Southern Black Sea. And here it says that this is Zoa, a place, Lot will go after Sodom and Gomorrah but here they come here to do the battle this is where all these nations gather together in doing battle and we're going to look at why 
they are doing this battle because it says in verse 4 here, it says, 12 years they served Shadalaome, and in the 13th year they rebelled, and Shadalaome, king of Elam, you see, this is the king of Elam here, Shadalaome, and they served this king for 12 years, and here this nation rebelled on the 13th year and once they rebel this war kind of broke out and then in verse 5 it says and in the 14th year came Shadalaome and the kings that were with them and smote the Rephaims in Ashtaroth and Canaim and the Zuzims in Ham and the Emims in Shavakiriathim. See, this Shadalaome is now gathering here to venge and make war with the people that broke war with him, that, that rebelled against him, and that broke off with him, obviously. And here he mentions the Raphaims. The Raphaims in Ashtaroth. Now we're going to look at these Raphaims because the Raphaims are those in called the giants. They are they are huge, humongous, um, tall race of people, and these were like human giants. And they are also called the Zuzims and Emims, and these are giant cultures these are people with giant race and these were the people that he's going to make war with here because also in also it says in and the horites in their mount seer unto el faran which is in which is by the wilderness now here the horites they dwell in mount seer and we know that mount seer Later on, is going to be a place where the Edomites are going to dwell. But here, they, we are going to, they, these giants live in this um, Mount Seir. And now they are gathering here to make war. And eventually, these people are going to become extinct. In the Moses time of the Moses days, they were extinct because they were no longer at that place these giants were no longer in that land some of them were in the land as we mentioned in deuteronomy and exodus in the time of moses when they went into the land they were still giants called the um the amorites you know these were huge big human beings that lived in the in the plain of canaanites the canaan <clears throat> but before them there were these huge um giants the old origin uh older race of giants that used to live in there which called the zuzims and the emims and the raphaims the raphaims almost stood about you know huge individuals i don't know the length but these are huge individuals that dwell in that land and these are the gathering to make war 
with this king of Shadalome. And it says here in verse 6, and it says that, <clears throat> excuse me, in, the, in verse 5, it says, And in the fourteenth year came Shadalome and the kings that were with them, and they smote all these Raphaims. And then in verse 6, it says, And the Horites in their mount seer unto Eparam, and that also in this wilderness, they gathered all these things and this Shalalome slew all these um, people, slew all this nation. You know, obviously he was a mighty warrior and he defeated all these nation, um, nations that rebelled against them in the 14th year. So he came here and defeated all these people and however it says here in verse 7 and it says and they returned and came to En Misfath and which is Kadesh and smoke all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that dwell in Hazon Tema. Now after he has defeated all these um the Rephaims in Ashtaroth and the Canaims and the Zuzims and the Emims, he returned back again to uh, to Emnesfath and here, which is Kadesh, and he took on the Amalekites. The Amalekites were there also when the time of Moses, when the Israelites were coming into. Um, Kadesh Barnea, they were entering into Kadesh Barnea, they met the Amalekites. But here you see that this man returned and he says he smoked all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites that dwell in Hazon Tema. Now, after he has, has conquered these mighty fortresses and these were mighty fortresses because these were giants in the land the zuzims and the emims and here it says in verse 8 then and there went out the king of sodom and the king of gomorrah and the king of adma and the king of zeboim and the king of bela the same is zoa and they joined battle with them in the vale of sidon See, they went, the king of Sodom gathered his people after Shadalome has dis destroyed almost all these nations. And here you have the king of Gomorrah and Adman, the king of Zeboim, the king of Bela. And in verse 9 it says, They are making war now with Shadalome, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, the king of nations, and Aphrael the king of Shina and Arioch, the king of Elasa. And you have four kings with five. And it says, and they come to this place called the Vale of Sidon. And here, this is the battlefield uh, battle they are supposed to fight in here. And then it says in verse 10, it says, and the Vale of Sidon was full of slime pits and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And there that remained fled to the mountain. Now here you have the slime pits. 
the slime pit is is kind of like an asphalt. It's used for building material. This is um, used for brick and mortar, and it's used to, to build material like an asphalt. Um, this king of Sodom and Gomorrah apparently lost the war and he was supposed to fight this war and he lost the war now he jumped in and, and fled and fell into this huge asphalt slime pits and here the rest of the people that he he took with him all of them fled to the mountains and here he he, he, lo he lost the battle and escaped with his life and he just ran out and fled and around Sodom and Gomorrah is a mountainous region. You will see later on when Lot was in that uh, in that city, he was told that he's to fled and flee to the mountains. So this is where these people are going. The people that came in with this, uh, to fight the war with King of Sodom. And then he says in verse 11, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. Now, Shadalaome came in and he took all, after he has defeated the king of Sodom and he has won and he has um, taken all the cities apart, you know, defeated the kings that gathered around against him. Now he took all the spoils now. He took all the spoils of Sodom and their victuals here it says and he took all the goods of Sodom and back then when kings when they conquer the land or a territory they don't usually stay there to occupy that land and but mostly they will uproot all the good things of that ground and level down all the things in that land and they will leave they will pack their stuff and leave we see that many times in the bible um for example nebuchadnezzar when he came to conquer uh israel when he came into jerusalem he leveled everything down and uprooted all the good things of israel and left but here you have this king um who's who's first started this as for the word of God says, he came in, he took everything out of their land and all the goods out of their land. And then he says that, and they also in verse 12, and they took Lot because Lot was also in part of Sodom. He took, he was in the Sodom, he was a part of the citizenship of Sodom. And he dwelt in Sodom and all the goods he took down there this king also uprooted all of it and he departed and lot lost all these goods here as well but here you have abraham who's going to go after it and he says in verse 13 and, and it says and they came one that had escaped and told abraham the hebrew for he dwelt in the plain of mamre the amorites Okay, Mamre is in the, uh, the Amorite. This is where Abraham stays, and the brother of Eschol and the brother of Anna, and these were confederate. 
with Abraham. So these were Abraham's uh, friends and they were their confederate and Abraham was dwelling in this place called Mamre and here he first Abraham started with Haran. He went from Haran then he went down to Canaan and through that he went to Bethel. Now he's staying in a place called Mamre. All this land where God gave given him and this is where he was dwelt. He dwelt at the plain of Mamre in Amorite. And this Amorite, Mamre uh, character, his name, he, he has a brother called Eskol and also the brother called Enna. And these were the men that was going to guard and guide Abraham to this place, to this army that took um, his nephew Lot, who are now heading towards the north. And Abraham is going to now gather his his uh, household together. It says right here, it says in verse 14, And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto, unto Dan. Now, Abraham was a very influential man at this point, and he has almost 318 men in his household. And these were men that is just men servants, servants of Abraham. And these were just men. I, I won't, they haven't even recorded women or any children, but these were men in his household, fighting age men. So you figure out Abraham has a very huge follower. And he has, at this point, he has a very um, huge people around his household and enough to have this army that is even well-trained. These are well-trained um, servants that is not uh, not even including uh, boys, not even including women or aged men, but these were fighting men. And he took that and he says he pursued and he pursued them when he pursued them from memory, he pursued them all the way to Dan. Now, you know, these were a long valley that he's going to travel now to gather his things, to gather his people, to gather, um, when he gathered his people to get his nephew Lot out because he was, he was held captive. And then in verse 15, and he says, And he divide himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. Now he, Abraham divided his army. There are 318 men he had. He divided them into two. Well, it doesn't say how many, how many he divided them, but here he divided all of them and he pursued, he began to pursue them by night. And he went out to, went on to Hobah and he, there he defeated this army. He, he smote all these, you know, valiant army of Shadalaome. This, this man had so much, uh, 
great army and these were well-trained army that defeated all these giants and all these and now here you have Abram Abram's household going into battle dividing everybody into different parts with a strategic maneuver they pursue them to Damascus and Abram defeated all these men that uh, King Shadalome had used to defeat all these giants. Now here you, you see that Abram was a trained and anointed soldier of God. You know, we are here in the, in the world. We are not only to receive the promises that God given us, but also we are here to fight we are we are in the world to become soldiers and and born to fight and god is the one that equip us to do battle and a christian is not someone who's just a passive but we we fight our battles through prayer but the example is to know that god want us to uh fight and god want us to recover the things that we that was taken from us because here Abraham's nephew was held captive and you can see also in the Old Testament David came and this is similar to also David in Ziglag when David uh, when the Amalekites came and took David's household but here it says here for example in Isaiah 41 verses 20 uh, Isaiah 41 verses 2 and 3 and Isaiah 41 verses 2 and 3, a prophecy on this pursuit was mentioned here. This pursuit of Abraham. He had to pursue what he lost. He has to gain back what he what the enemy has taken from him. And he, he pursued it. And then in, in Isaiah 41 verses 2 and 3, it says, Who raised up the righteous man from the east? Speaking of Abraham called him to his foot gave the nations before him and made him rule over kings he gave them as the dust to his sword and as driven stubble to his bow he pursued them and passed safely even by the way that he had not gone with his feet and here the righteous man from the east is abram God anointed Abraham to do the battle and this is the spiritual warfare for every believer to know that we are called to do battle and we are to take back what the enemy have taken away from us so moving on here is in verse 16 and it says and he brought back all the goods you see and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. Now, Abram went out after these kings that are taking everything from Sodom because Lot was a dwelling, a dweller in Sodom, which he wasn't supposed to be, but he went in there and this is a, a nation that God is going to... Um, judge later on god is judging them now but he, with the sword but here he's going to judge them later on but here he this man went into sodom and 
He says he pitched his tent in Sodom because of his covetous heart. So now he goes into this uh, place and with all these goods and now he, he meets this war and now the war is being taken over. Everything is taken and everything is lost. But here you see Abraham went out there and recovered everything that was lost by, by, from Lot. And he says that all his goods and, and the women also and the people. And he brought back his nephew and all these people because he was a man of faith. And he trusted God and he knew that with God all things are possible. And he acted and recovered everything that was taken away. So in verse 17, he says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shadalaome. Again, he slaughtered this Shadalaome. Now, this Shadalaome is also a weapon that God uses to judge the nations of Sodom. And these, obviously, this man was not. Um, a godly man but God uses ungodly men to sometimes judge godly nation and sometimes ungodly men to judge ungodly nation so God can use anybody but here this Shadalome is now being slaughtered and he says and of the kings that were with them now Abraham slaughtered all these kings that were with Shadalome at the valley of Sheva Sheve and which is the king's dale now the king of sodom now comes out after he has fled and jumped into the slime pit and hide and now he comes out to meet abram and after abram abram has slaughtered shadalaome and the kings that were with him in the valley of share and now he's returning to this war Abraham is returning to the, um, he returned from war and now he's in this rally. He comes out in this rally and here in this war, the rally, this king is going to come to meet Abraham, you know, king of Sodom. But here there's another strange uh, character that came to meet Abraham. Now here is is it says in verse 7 18 it says and Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine and he was the priest of the most high God. Now here you have in the in the rally a uh, strange thing happened here. It says there's a a priestly king all of a sudden appeared and his name is Melchizedek and you know this is a mark and it's a question mark because it's a question mark that all of a sudden we know all the kings that came out to do the battle we know all the kings that um, that was recorded but here you have another king that came out of here and it's called Melchizedek, king of Salem. Now we're going to find out who is this Melchizedek 
because it says right here it says in verse 19 and this is what the, this king did and he says and he blessed him and said blessed be abram of the most high god possessor of heaven and earth now he first of all it's a strange thing that happened he blessed abram and called him the possessor of heaven and earth and later on god will bless him and he said look up to the skies and look up to the skies and look out look around you and but who is this melchizedek who is melchizedek now melchizedek is is a form of christ and christ's priesthood to be exact is a form of christ's priesthood and in Christ's priesthood, Christ had no, there was no beginning and there was no ending. There was nothing in Christ that had a, a, a lineage in his priesthood. He just appeared out from, this Melchizedek just appeared out from the scriptures and left without a trace. There was no nothing written about him prior to the book of Genesis, there was nothing written about him prior or after that. He just appeared and he's a he's a king with no beginning and with no ending. And he had no relation or no lineage that is connected like the line of Aaron. We know that Aaron can be traced. Aaron was a high priest and when we get to um, Exodus, we will see the traced the trace of the Levites. That's where Aaron came out of. Uh, or, you know, but the Lord Jesus Christ here, this typifies the Lord Jesus Christ as a king. And it relates also to Abraham as a nation of Israel. And, you know, this is also Davidic part of it as David is the, is the, uh, came from the line of Judah because he said this was Melchizedek was a priestly king in other words he had a lineage of a priest but also a king and here is a great spiritual message here about the deity of Christ you see you know Christ take is has the office of the priesthood and here you, you see the order the Lord Jesus Christ came in the order of Melchizedek because here Melchizedek is a priestly king and he blesses Abraham and say blessed be Abraham most high God uh, blessed be Abraham of the most high God possessor of heaven and earth now I'm gonna read a little bit about Hebrew 7 verses 4 to 6 and he says here in Hebrews 7 verses 4 to 6, it said, Now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of spoils. And verily there that are the sons of Levi who received the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, though the came out of the loins of Abraham 
but who but he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promise. In other words, Melchizedek had no descendant. He was no descendant of Abraham and he just appeared just like the Lord Jesus Christ and and he, the Lord Jesus Christ is forever a priest and he was not born into it but he already has the Lord Jesus Christ was already had you know Aaron Aaron was born into priest so this points directly to Jesus Christ Melchizedek was again uh, a type of Christ here that that you know that is very um, strange in another way but also in a way very liberating that Christ is a forever king and forever priest that is not um, that will never cease because the line of Aaron will cease and Christ is gonna be forever king and forever priest so we're gonna move on and it says and it says and Abraham in verse 22 and it says and then in verse 20 it says and blessed be the most high God which he had delivered thy enemies into thy hand and he gave him all the tithes of all now Abraham uh, he blessed Abraham and here Abraham gave all the tithes because Abraham recognizes who this man was he knew that this wasn't just an ordinary king or just another king so he gave full tithes and there was a revelation that opened eyes for Abraham and he blessed this man with um, all the tithes that he had and then in verse 21 he says and the king of Sodom said unto Abraham give me the persons and take all the goods of thyself now here you see the king of Sodom now comes here and you know he says to take all the spoils you know again in the code of Hammurabi usually when the, the person conquers the entire war um, the entire battle or war he takes all the spoils and this king of Sodom he demanded just the persons instead he says give me the persons and here Abraham could have been made king he could have been taken the rightful place as a king because he had conquered all this nation of kings and because after all the king of Sodom gave up and he, he fled and he jumped into the slime pit and this man is now coming and asking Abraham to give him all the people but take the spoils and you see in Abraham in, in verse 22 says and Abraham said to the king of Sodom I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord the most high God the possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a thread even a shoe late 
and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I made Abram rich. You see, um, Abram now, in other words, saying that God is going to reward him because as king of Salem, Melchizedek says that Abram is the possessor of earth, heaven and earth. And you see this Abram now, the character of Abram, because here you, you see the humility. He could have taken all of these goods, you, you know, including the king of Sodom, because he basically owns the king of Sodom at this point, because after all, the king of Sodom lost all his people. And this was a chance for Abram to take a reward here. And here you see, he gave it all. He says, no, you take all these things because now you can see the growth of Abram, you know, because before when the king of Egypt, when he went down to Egypt, he took spoils out of it. Well, it wasn't a spoil, but he gave, the king gave Abram uh, goods. But here Abram is now recognizing that God is the one who makes him rich. And he said that God is the one who's going to make me rich because if you give me things, if you give me all the goods, one day you're going to make a credit. You're going to claim that you made Abram rich. And that's usually how men are and human beings are. They will give you things. Eventually they will make a claim of it. And But here Abram said, I will not take even a shoe late from you a shoelace from you because he has sworn to God and he will not take anything from any man but God is the one who's going to uh, make him rich but he says in, in verse 24 he says save only that which young man have eaten and the portion of the man which went with me Anna Escal and Mamre, let them take their, their portion. And it says, only the man who accompanied me and that guided me, you know, give them their spoils. And but everything else I will not take from you because I have sworn by God that I will not take even anything from any man. And this is the growth of Abraham. You now he's maturing into this faith with God and in this walk with God. And we're going to continue on in Genesis verse 14. But until then, uh, actually, we're going to continue on Genesis verse 15. Excuse me. But until then, God bless you. And we'll talk again, precious saints.